Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like he just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because because now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. A whole lot to talk about on this episode. The NFL has had another wacky week. We'll get into that as well as what else is going on around the world of sports. The Golden State Warriors, are we surprised at their current record? All of that and more. And if I tell you what the numbers 12, 115, and 16 all have in common, you may be surprised. Make sure you stay tuned and keep it locked right here on TMA with Nick Hamilton. What I need you to do first and foremost is make sure that you follow me on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213 and also follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. Now, as I said before, the NFL had a very wacky week. Teams that we thought would win got annihilated. Teams that we didn't think would win actually got a W. Imagine that. I don't know what's going on in the world of 2021. I know there are certain things that are open, certain things that are closed. And you know what the crazy part about all of this is? I guess, I don't know if we can call it post-COVID because I thought we're still dealing with COVID, but maybe not as heavily as we once were because there are quite a few people out there that are actually fully vaccinated and wearing masks and doing what they've got to do. The thing that gets me is the, is the lack of consistency. The lack of consistency when it comes to protocols, the lack of consistency when it comes to health. And I say that because in the state that I live in, California, the golden state, primarily Southern California, we have a thing called COVID proto- COVID-19 protocols and mask mandates. Now, let me be very, very clear because I put this out on Twitter. And, you know, Twitter, you can only say so much with however many characters you're allowed, whatever that's supposed to mean. Get it together, Twitter. We need to have like 400 characters. But anyway, COVID-19 protocols, and people are using, and I mean by people, I mean companies, I mean organizations, are starting to use this as a somewhat of an excuse to keep people they don't want in out. I say that because... COVID protocols in California have prohibited some people like myself and others who are not quote unquote considered mainstream outlets, not allowed to be in. If you notice, I have not done a lot of Lakers and Clippers coverage. There's a reason for that. No, I'm not mad at Russell Westbrook. No, I'm not mad that Kawhi is not playing. No, I'm not concerned about the current records of the Lakers and the Clippers, even though the Clippers have been on the tear as of late. I'm simply fed up with the bureaucracy and the BS that continues to perpetuate throughout these organizations that keep Black and Latino-owned outlets and other outlets out that are not considered, quote-unquote, mainstream. And you're using COVID-19, the protocols, to restrict people from coming in and out at your leisure. That's the problem I have. 
and California continues to press this so-called mandate. And now it could potentially affect the Super Bowl as far as how many media outlets are allowed on Radio Row in the Super Bowl because of the state quote unquote mandates and protocols, which I think is a bunch of crap. Now, I want to say I believe that COVID-19 is very real. People have definitely died from this unfortunate uh, disease or virus. I've lost some people close to me. As a result, I'm sure some of you out there listening may have lost people to COVID-19. So I would never dare to say that COVID-19 is not real because it is absolutely real. This thing, is, and it continues to mutate. Um, yes, I was vaccinated. I am fully vaccinated. I have no problem showing my vaccination card. I have no problems wearing a mask. Do I like wearing a mask sometimes? No, I don't. Especially when I wear glasses because it fogs up my doggone glasses. And no, it's not because my breath stink. It's because usually I have Listerine or some type of hot beverage that fogs up my glasses. All right, for y'all out there trying to make jokes. <laughs> but what I'm ultimately on no serious note, they've got to stop this. And because of the inconsistency, you have certain states that are wide open and you have certain states like California that are somewhat open, double dutching, whether they're going to be open or not be open fully. And that affects small and medium-sized businesses across the board, even in media. And that's something that's definitely got to stop, the inconsistency. And that's the part that I'm saying that needs to make up your mind because you're affecting people's livelihoods here. You are affecting people's ability to make money because their inability, especially for those of us in media, to get the access, to get the content, to be able to tell our portion of the story that we want to tell and our and to share our to our audiences what we've experienced so they can experience it as well that's got to stop because that's affecting our ability to make a living and maybe people need to start banding together and start going up to these people that have the power to let them know that they're not going to they're not going to sit back and take this anymore i don't know and I'm talking about from our, our, my media colleagues. But something has got to change because the inconsistency is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm getting fed up with the inconsistencies. You know what else I'm getting fed up when it comes to inconsistencies? Some of these NFL teams. You know, when I told you earlier, the number 12, the number 115, and the number 16, what they all have in common? Well, let's take 16. 16. Well, Nick, what does 16 have in common with what you're about to tell? What are you about to say? Well, I'm going to tell you. 16 is the total number of points that were scored by the Los Angeles Rams and the Dallas Cowboys. Two of the NFC's premier teams this season who were 6-1, and one, respectively, now currently 6-2, and two, and got the brakes beat off of them at home. The Broncos beat the brakes off the Dallas Cowboys, who have not beat the Broncos, by the way, since 1995. So 1995 was a good and bad year for the Dallas Cowboys. It was a bad year because they never beat the Broncos, but a good year because they moved on to the Super Bowl in 96 and ended up winning their last Super Bowl championship that they'll probably ever see for the next 20 years. The Rams, on the other hand, who came into SoFi on Sunday Night Football, undefeated on Sunday Night Football at SoFi. And I swear, I think the ghost of Jared Goff entered the body of Matthew Stafford. I have never seen Matthew Stafford play that bad since he's been donning 
a Rams uniform. He threw two crucial picks that gave the Tennessee Titans 14 points as if they needed any more added fuel. Yes, they lost Derrick Henry, which is their premier running back, and I hope and pray that he comes back strong and he comes back next year or whenever he decides to come back, and he comes back strong. Because I, I like Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry is a, is, a, is a hard runner. I love the way he approaches the game. I love his attitude. I love his energy. And I love the way that defenses, he puts their de- he puts opposing defenses on edge. And that's, that's great smash, smash mouth football. But for the Los Angeles Rams, that was supposed to be a W game. 12, the number 12, that was 12 penalties. The number 115, 115 yards as a result of those 12 penalties. That means you gave up a whole football field and the front row. That's what you gave up to a team that had less time of possession, less yards on the ground, and less total yards, right? So if I told you the Rams had all of those categories locked up, you'd have swore up and down I was lying that the Rams really won. I wish they did. But unfortunately, they did not. The Rams came out. They were, And the thing about it is the defense, the defense played pretty well. The offense for about three quarters or so, we're getting punched around, much like how we saw in the Arizona Cardinals game. And that's something that needs to be addressed and addressed quickly. Because if you continue to allow your, your, your O-line to, to do that, teams are going to start to figure you out and they're going to continue to do the same thing that the previous two teams have done to you. And if you don't start punching people back in the mouth and protecting Matthew Stafford, and yes, Matthew Stafford has stopped throwing interceptions and giving teams, spotting teams 14 points. I mean, it was damn near 21-3. I'm like, damn, if we had Madden rules, you had to get off the sticks. And yes, they lost 28-16. And the last touchdown was a garbage time touchdown. That was that was scored in the last minute of the fourth quarter. But ultimately, it was 28-9. It looked, it, it looked worse than the score indicated. Jalen Ramsey picked up two costly penalties because he couldn't control his emotions. And I'm, I have nothing, I have nothing, I have no problems with Jalen Ramsey. I think he's an incredible player. You have to be mindful and cognizant of that. He cost his team 30 yards because there were two 15 yard penalties and he almost got himself ejected. They went and changed the call from taunting to unsportsmanlike conduct. Because if he would have got a second taunting penalty, he'd have been thrown out the game. So he's very fortunate. He was already skating on thin ice. Then the defense started picking up ticky-tack penalties. And there was one call in particular. It was after the Aaron Donald hit. Because a lot of people who I talked to said they had a problem with the Aaron Donald hit. But I didn't. I thought that was, a, I thought that was the right call. He hit the guy out. He hit Tannehill out of bounds. You can't do that. But the call after that, that was unnecessary. That advanced them another 15 yards. And at that point, the game was pretty much done. The Rams tried to come back, couldn't get in the red zone. Until, like I said, late in the fourth quarter, that's not the Rams football. And even Sean McVay, he put it on himself as usual. But Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Andrew Whitworth, they all realize they got to step up. The one saving grace I will say about this Rams team is the fact that they've gone through this before. They got beat up by Arizona. I think it was 34-20 was the final score at, at SoFi. They went on a short week up to a tough place to play, which, which is Seattle against the Seahawks and actually getting a W in Seattle. Regardless if they had Russell Wilson or not, they did have Russell Wilson to begin the game before a nice amount of the game before he was knocked out the game. Thanks to Aaron Donald. 
with his finger. But they still got a W, and it was a much-needed W. So the same thing could happen up in up north at Levi Stadium on Monday when they face the 49ers, and that is a must-win game. That is a must-win game on so many levels. One, obviously, for the division, you're in the tough NFC West. That's an NFC West opponent. Two, mentally, because the 49ers for the last couple of seasons have owned the Rams. Remember Pedro Martinez? Who's your daddy? Yeah, well, the Rams' daddy right now are the 49ers. And you got one job, Matthew Stafford, is to get a win. To at least split with the 49ers this season. All you got to do is split. We're not asking much. We're not asking you to go ahead and sweep the 49ers. No. Just get a, just get a split. Just go up to San Francisco on Monday night, reclaim your rep, show the world the team that you guys truly are, because this is the, one of the most talented and loaded teams I've seen in a long time. And we still don't know if Von Miller is going to play, but if Von Miller does play, good gracious, I feel bad for whoever's going to be the quarterback for the 49ers. Because apparently Kyle Shanahan still doesn't, hasn't figured that out. And yet his key card continues to work. But that's another story for another day. But if you got Von Miller, A.D., Ernest Jones, Leonard Floyd, Jordan Fuller, Jalen Ramsey, it's going to be a long night at the office, folks. And if you're the Rams, you've got to get a win. you got to go. you got to get a win. you got to go 8-2. Before the bye week, you can't be on a bye week to take an L for your your division rival and your rival. This is your rival. This is like when the Dodgers play the Giants. This is why it was so crucial that the Dodgers had to beat the Giants. You could not get pumped by your rival. If anybody to lose to, hey, lose to the Atlanta Braves, fine, that's cool. You cannot look have have any kind of dignity and lose to your rival. And the Rams have to beat their rival. They have to literally punk their rival. The best defense I've seen this team play thus far, consistently, all four quarters, is when Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Bucks came to SoFi. That was the best, most complete and consistent defense I've seen play. That was the best offense I've seen play. Special teams was on point like a decimal. That was the best game I've seen these guys play thus far this season. They're going to have to replicate that type of play and style of play to get a W against the Niners. You may think I'm putting extras on it, but when somebody has you up here, they don't need to do anything to you. If somebody has you mentally, they don't have to touch you. They can just look at you and you'll jump. You, they can look at you and you'll say, hi, hi, coach. Yes, sir. So it's a must win for the the Los Angeles Rams going up to the 49ers. And I do believe they'll figure it out. I'm confident in the Rams enough to know that they'll figure it out. They have a great coaching staff. They have talented players, but you got to start. You got to start spreading the ball around. You can't just continue to to target Cooper Cup majority of the game. You got to start spreading that ball around. You have to start spreading it out to Van Jefferson. Stop underthrowing Van Jefferson. You got to start spreading out to Robert Woods. Yes, Jacob Harris is probably out for the foreseeable future. Does that mean the Rams could potentially go after OBJ? I don't know. 
Don't ask me because I haven't heard a damn thing. But if they did get OBJ, Chico, because that's a dude that can stretch the field. Don't think he'll, I mean, I don't know if he'll come to the Rams. Let's talk, let's talk. He may go to the Saints. I know the Chargers will kick the tires around a little bit. The Dolphins are one of the teams in the mix. We know the Raiders are now off the list because Deshaun Jackson signed with the Raiders on Sunday. So that takes them off the list. But man, if OBJ comes to LA, remember he did want to come to LA the first time he was traded from the Giants. That was his prime, his premier destination. They sent him to football Siberia in Cleveland. So the way the Rams maneuver moves and pull off moves, their capologist deserves a raise. Because some of the moves, something out of a Madden game. All right, y'all, coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get into our special guest, linebacker from the Los Angeles Chargers, Uchenna Nuosu. He'll be sitting down chatting with me on a few topics, as well as are the Golden State Warriors impressive this early in the season? We'll get into that and more on the other side of the break. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. 
Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you hit me up on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Now, also, too, let me add this before I know we had to go to break. But the Tennessee Titans are a dangerous team. And they're so underrated because they're not on everybody's radar like they should be because we all focused on Derrick Henry. But to me, I think the Tennessee Titans are going to be led by their defense. I think their defense is, is special. I think it's solid. I think it's enough to get them at least to the playoffs. And then we'll see. We'll roll the dice and see what happens. But that Tennessee Titans defense is no joke. And it definitely needs to put some more respect on the Tennessee Titans defense. Put some respect on their name. All right, y'all, speaking of respect and defense, I have another special guest. He is from the Los Angeles Chargers. He's a linebacker. He's been there for quite some time, a SoCal kid, grown up, went to USC, grew up in Carson, California, went to Norbon High School. And then what do, you, what do you say when you get drafted by your hometown team in Los Angeles by the Chargers? Had an opportunity to speak with Uchenna Nuwasu. What's going on, Uchenna? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, Nick. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good, man. I can't complain, man. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, wanted to get into it, man. I know, like I said, you're from the West Coast. You know, We know you went to USC. You balled out of USC, got drafted, and now you're here with the Chargers. But before that, uh, talk a little bit about you just growing up. And at what point did you realize that football was your path and started working towards that dream of accomplishing what you've done now, which is being the NFL? Yeah, growing up, you know, I was always a kid that just loved sports. You know, I always wanted to be active out there, play soccer, play tennis, did ice skating, did everything, swam, uh, <laughs> basketball, of course. And, you know, when I realized football could become a dream is when I, I played a little bit of flag football growing up, uh, but never really tackled. So, um, you know, throughout high school, I was a little weary about playing football again, didn't play again until about 10th grade. And then when I got my first scholarship, uh, I think it was my senior year, my senior year or the end of my junior year is when I realized, oh, my gosh, you know, I have an actual shot of making it, you know, or doing something with it. So 
That's awesome, man. I mean, I know you, you we know you went to USC, but how did USC that spending that time there, how did that shape you into the person that you are today on and off the field? Man, uh, the program there was elite. You know, we had a lot of guys there um, that were getting drafted or, you know, was getting looks from the NFL that had been there for a while. So I was always learning from guys like them, you know, always teaching me the ropes, seeing what they were doing, how they're being successful and trying to implement that into my own game. And, you know, we had a great supporting coaching staff, a lot of great coaches to help me become the man I am off the field. You know, big shout out to Clay Helton and Johnny Nansen. You know, those those two coaches, those two horses right there were, you know, great for my career um, on and off the field. And I really give a lot of credit to them. Absolutely, man. And you being a second round pick, you know, still playing at home in Los Angeles. What was what were the thoughts going through your mind when you get in that phone call? Did you kind of act like you weren't going to pick up the phone? Did you pick up the phone? How was that process for you at that time? Oh, I picked up the phone immediately. <laughs> when I get that call, that's what everybody's dreaming of. So, you know, you know, there's no hesitation at all. I just picked it up and I just, it was the Chargers. And I was like, wow, like this is, this is really happening. So I was very ecstatic, very surreal. And I just was very grateful. Looking at your career now, because you have 11 career attack, you have 11 career sacks, I should say, and counting. But when you look at where you are now versus when you got drafted, has it hit you that you're still able to play at home? And being in front of the home crowd, and now you're at SoFi with the fan base, you know, continuing to grow. Has that hit you, or does it? Do you kind of think about it from time to time? Yeah, of course, I think about it all the time. You know, that's a that's a huge blessing in front of your own town and your family and friends and the ones who supported you throughout your career. So I'm, you know, I think about that every now and then. I'm always grateful to have that have that you know background with supporting cast of me throughout my career playing, especially the rookie career where it's the most important. Now, what's the best advice that you've gotten from somebody, and what is the best advice you gave somebody? The best advice I've gotten so far from being in the league is just control what you can control. You know, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be things that don't go to your way that you're not really too happy about, or there's things that might go your way that you are happy about. So situations that are always, you know, circulating and might not might be out of your hands. So, but you can always control what you can control, and you know, that's good stuff with me throughout my whole career since my rookie year and. It'll keep sticking with me until I retire. Now, some believe that the identity of this team is the defense because you guys have been playing, you know, really some some really good football. And, you know, Brandon, having Brandon Staley as a first-year head coach, how much have you been able to grow? How much do you feel like this defense has grown from the time that Brandon Staley has gotten there to where you guys are currently? Oh, it's grown a lot. You know, from the first time we got together, um, our first OTA, who was that, back in April, I think? Man, it's yeah. going a lot. Everybody's getting, you know, getting their getting their feet under them, finally understanding the the the, the teeth of the defense and what it's about and what it's supposed to do and how it's like, how it's supposed to be. So, you know, it's night and day. The guys have come a long way. Everybody's been working hard at their craft. You know, still guys there after practice, still working on trying to get better, you know. So, you know, it's Brandon Staley's defense is is, is really good for us and everybody's enjoying it and everybody's trying to get nail it right on the head. Now you got a guy in the locker room. I know, I know who you are. I mean, we got I got a chance to see you kind of just away from the field. Caught you at a couple, you know, Space Jam events and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but having a guy like Derwin James, I mean, that dude is electric. He seems like on and off the field. What is it like having him in the locker room, man? And how have you two been able to gel and, and learn from one another? Oh man, Derwin's a great guy. You know, he talk about a guy who's faced adversity. You know, he's always kept a positive. His head's always been in positive light. You know, a guy who. Had a great rookie year, you know, one of the top safeties in the league. So, you know, being hurt the next two years and not seeing the field, you know, a guy like him, you know, I'm sure that probably eats him alive and makes him more hungry and makes him who he is today. 
and just to have him around the locker room, see his smile. He's always smiling, joyful, always helping guys out, positive, man. Just to have a leader like that on this team goes a long way, especially as a guy who's hungry to be on the field and hasn't seen the field in so long. For him to be that positive mind state and be still be encouraging and being back out there helping every, helping us get better and win is, is just is just a plus for us. Now, you've always been about the community, man. I saw you at various community events, always about the kids, especially in you know various communities, the black and brown communities especially. Um, how how would you describe your example of just hard work, dedication, and just obtaining your goals to some of the kids that may be watching you and want to be kind of following your footsteps? Yeah, um, I try. that's what I always try to do is the way I was raised. You know, my parents always taught me to give back and lead by example, so that's what I try to do. You know, to a lot of these kids in these communities, I'm a role model. You know, I'm always constantly getting DMs on Instagram talking about, oh, I looked up to you, I want to be you. How did you do it? What did you do? How can I be you? So I just always tell them, just, you know, just always keep a level head and, you know, always do the right thing. You know, we'll come back to really, you know, help you in your career, or come back to in your favor. So I just try to lead by example and just show these kids that, you know, you, there is a way out and there is a way to, you know, be good and, you know, make a name for yourself. Absolutely, man. You've done a fantastic job, man. Just watching you from afar and seeing what you do on the field as well as off the field, man. I have nothing but respect and congratulations to what you've already accomplished thus far, man. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate that. And one last thing, man. Now, you come from Carson. Now, we all know about Carson produces a lot of talent. I, when I think about Carson, I think about Razcast. I think about Bishop Lamont. I think about TDE and what that, that explosion of what that record label has done. It, it launched a lot of, you know, careers and things like that, including yourself. Uh, you coming out of Carson. Um, if you're on an island, I got to ask you this. You're on an island. You only have three albums that you could take. Which albums are you going to take and why? Albums? Ooh, that's a tough one. There's a lot of good albums out there. Uh, I'm definitely taking the J. Cole 2014 Forest Hill Drives. That album's a staple. Okay. Uh, that's one album. Another album. Man. I don't know, man. That's, that's a tough one. You got me thinking. I need some time for that. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. I'll get back to you on that All one. All right. I think, think about that one. <laughs> All right, please do. Last one before I let you get on out of here, man. Who is the biggest practical joker on the defense, man? Who who gets who in the locker room, man? Man, the guy that gets me is, is Linval Joseph, man. He always got some funny stories <laughs> to tell because he's been in the league for – Longer than all of us, so he's always got some good stories to tell. So he always cracking me up, man. So I gotta give it to Linval. <laughs> all right, Linval Joseph. All right, I'm gonna have to talk to Linval, see what stories I can cook up out of him next time. Yeah, <laughs> you got to. Absolutely, man. Well, you know what, man? Thank you so much for coming on the show. I greatly appreciate you coming on and taking time out. And please let everyone know they can keep up with you besides on Sundays, where they can keep up with you on social media. Uh, yeah, on Instagram is just my last name, Wosu, N-W-O-S-U. On Twitter, it's uh, Uchenna N underscore 42. All right, the one and only Uchenna Nwosu from the Los Angeles Chargers, linebacker. Oh, one last thing, man. How you like? How you think about that new facility the Chargers are going to have in El Segundo, man? I know it's a little closer to home. Yeah, that was looking dope from the, from the, screen, from the screenshots that I saw. It was looking good. You know, it looks nice, big, three fields spacious i can't wait man if, if i'm you know if i'm luck, gracious enough to be here but who knows but i would love to see that facility one day it'll be nice well man we, we're pulling for you to be here and stay in the city so thank you so much and uh, definitely talk to you soon my man all right Nick, thank you all right I'd like to thank my special guest uchina nuosu linebacker from the los angeles chargers taking some time out of his busy schedule this week 
to chat with me here on TMA. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. And speaking of which, uh, did you? Uh, I had to bring my man Jacob in here. Did you hear about uh, the Raiders and their continued woes? Man. Now we know, unfortunately, about the Henry Rugg situation yes. when they released last week. Uh, a good note is that they did, sign, like I said earlier, they signed Deshaun Jackson, who was released by the Los Angeles Rams. It was a big signing for uh, them. About a week and a half ago. Yeah, it was a good signing by them. No, I think it was a solid signing. I think what needed to happen was the fact that he just needed somewhere else to go. I think there was just, yeah. you know, too many weapons on the on that team. And that's what pretty much hurt him is that it was just too many weapons on that team. Right. And they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't allow him to really be him. Um, so what happened? Let's see what happened, what happened, what happened. Um, so now the Raiders have released both of their 2020 first round picks, Damian Arnett and Henry Ruggs, due to off the field issues. <sighs> Now, how do you draft all these first-round picks and you have nothing to show for it? Absolutely nothing. You know what my uncle used to tell me about volunteer work? What's that? It pays no bills and you get <laughs> nothing out of it. True that. <laughs> so be careful when you volunteer. <laughs> well, well, and no- this is volunteer work. They got nothing to show for it. Nothing. Paid all that money yeah. and nothing. Nothing to show for it. And the fact that both of these things that happened – could have been prevented. Could have been prevented. Now with, yeah. with, with with Arnett, you're flexing a gun and threatening to kill somebody. I'm five minutes away. Pull up. Pull up. Really? What is people thinking? Like throwing their whole careers away. No one's gonna touch this guy after this. No one. Nah. I mean, so yeah, this is Gruden stink all over the Raiders. This is his fault. This is well, his you fault. know, I'm gonna di- I'm gonna disagree with you. I can't blame Gruden for this. I have to blame Mike Mayock. Because Mike Mayock is the GM. But, and Mike Mayock also was equally a part of these decisions of bringing certain guys in or drafting certain certain guys. Look at the L.A. Rams. L.A. Rams is like F these, F these one these one first-round draft yeah. picks. They <laughs> learn from Ty Gurley. Right. Look, we, can't, we can no longer draft in the first round unless somebody is absolutely special. Right. They learn from Jared Goff and they learn from Ty Gurley. Yeah. Because even though Ty Gurley – was a good running back at the time. Look how far he panned out. He didn't really pan out because he got he kept having injuries. Right. And his knees and his knees gave and basically his knees gave way, which was really sad because Ty Gurley was a very talented running. He was a beast. Back. He was a beast in the backfield. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was one of the intricate parts outside of that Rams defense that got them to the Super Bowl against New England and Atlanta. Absolutely, he was the main reason. Yes. Right. No Everybody question. wants to give golf credit, and that's that's all fine and good, but we know the real story. Oh, we know the that, story. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear that. No. So the the Raiders just continue to blow through picks, man. Like they continue to blow through picks like nobody's business. And that's the sad part because when you look at what all is going on in the world of the Raiders, they need to have some positive PR. Like I think Deshaun Jackson signing was the most positive PR they got yeah. all week. Yeah, they needed something because with everything going on in Vegas right now, they needed something to distract their fan base from what's going on. And I'm not going to pile on, you know, people, oh, you're a Chargers fan. I, I don't I don't want this to happen to any team. And these are two for, unfortunate uh, circumstances uh, that took place with this. It, it's really sad. But, you know, I if I could real quick, I don't condone drunk driving at all. And each NFL team, has a car service. I know for a fact. I know this for a fact. Every NFL team has a car service 
free of charge to the players. They can call in case you can't go somewhere. It's a free Uber. And these, these people still decide to do dumb things or flash their guns because, you know, they can't take criticism online. I really think this is – this is you're drafting characters too, man. Is anyone doing any background checks on these guys' character? You know what? You know what? I'm sick and tired of. I'm really sick and tired of these dudes blowing opportunities. We are out here trying to grind oh my God, and yeah. get to the, as they say, get to the bag. Yeah. And we out here trying to grind and network and do what we got to do to get to the bag. Right. And the bag is pretty much dropped in your lap. Yeah. Not to say oh. you didn't earn it, because I think every football player that makes oh, it to yeah. the NFL has earned it, sacrificed blood, sweat, tears, the whole Absolutely. Shebang. Yes. But I am sick and tired of guys like Arnett. I'm sick and tired of Henry Ruggs. Ugh. I'm sick and tired of the. I, I got tired of the Dante Starworth yes. of the world at yes. the time. At that time, now Dante yeah. Starworth obviously rehabilitated yeah, himself, absolutely. and he's on a mission to mm-hmm. try to change the world for a better for a better way. Yeah, and I'm all for for, for him for that. Absolutely, but I'm tired. Of, yeah, and you know what's sad? We don't highlight the players that do do right, like the Najee Harris's of the world. Yes. Najee Harris who was a good dude from up northern up in northern California mm-hmm. went to Alabama killed it at Alabama got drafted by one of the most prestigious franchises in the Pittsburgh Steelers and yep. is actually doing some work with right. the Pittsburgh Steelers and the fact that this man has such a selfless attitude when it comes to helping people off the field right. especially making sure that you know people he wanted to host I mean he hosted at a, he hosted an event at a homeless shelter. Yeah. Like how selfless can you get, right? Like right. you're in you're you have you, these people are strangers. Yeah. But because of the 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 way he grew up and the struggles he had to endure, he never forgot where he came from. Yeah. And he wanted to be better because he realized the responsibility that comes with his gift and become and and also the character that comes with that gift. Mm-hmm. And Najee Harris, you know, continues to help our homeless people with homeless shelters, I think is remarkable. And that, to me, needs to be highlighted on the front page. And see, the reason why it's not, though, working in the media as long as we both have, if it bleeds, it leads. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. But but it doesn't make headlines when somebody's doing something good. People want to see blood. People want to see people suffer. People want to see, you know, people go through things and, and, and hear the most craziest grotesque things and then we all forget about it after the next news cycle you know families are affected people are dead you know people are giving up their lives behind dumb acts that these kids don't think about when they're drafted it's like you got a god-given gift i couldn't play football i never made it to pitcher day when i played i always got cut (laughs) i always got cut you know they called me 5,000 high school to play basketball because i couldn't ball I, you know, you can put a credit card under me and I still wouldn't jump over that damn thing. So I would kill for this ability and kill for these resources and kill to be able to, for lack of a better word, you know, I would do anything I could to be able to help my community, you know, and, and, and have these opportunities and they piss them away, man. I mean, there's some good guys out there. I mean, you look at you look at that Austin Eckers of the world who was yes. just out there in Watts out here in Southern California yeah. talking to kids yeah. that really didn't get a whole lot of pub when you see people like Jalen Ramsey, who does a lot of stuff at, for his school that he developed for underprivileged kids yeah. out there in Tennessee. Right. When you see Andrew Whitworth, you know, saving a business, him and his wife saving a business from going under during the pandemic right. um, in the city of Inglewood, you hear, but it's so much, uh, so many other things. We need the, the great stuff that Andrew Whitworth does with the United way. 
Yeah. And, so, and countless other guys that have that have contributed in a positive in a positive direction. Say what you want, but Pat Mahomes has really turned the city of Kansas City around. Oh, absolutely. He's really invested into the city. Yeah. Outside of football, like yeah. he's actually invested into the city. Absolutely. And that's remarkable. And that's and that's something that's all, that's those are the things that can inspire kids to say, look, you can do it if you get the opportunity. Right. You can do it. Look at me. And so, you know. And and here's the thing, Nick, you have an outlet and you're able to do that. You know, so it, I put the shoulder on us. I put the shoulder, yeah. you know, the, 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 the responsibility on our shoulders to be able to get this word out. Because if the mainstream media is not going to do it, Nightcast Media can do it. Feel me? So, I mean, yeah. this is this is what we need more of. And Highlighting and showcasing that. people that. So, yeah, man. that It's going to start here, y'all. We're going to do it here. And then it will go viral. And keep on doing it. Tell it like it is and not like it was. But before we go there, let's take a quick break. When we come back, the Golden State Warriors, how surprised are we at their ways? And we'll get into the moment's brunch. Definitely don't want to miss that. Myself and the man himself, Jay Warner. We'll be back right back. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145, final segment of the show. We talked about the Lakers earlier, and no surprises there. LeBron is scheduled to be out a little bit longer than first anticipated. Uh, he could be out up to a month, which is kind of remnants of last year when he had the ankle injury. Now he's got an abdominal injury, and those can be very, very tricky, much like hamstrings, according to a couple people that I spoke with in the medical industry. So uh, that's going to be interesting in the, in the trials and tribulations of Russell Westbrook. And then the Los Angeles Clippers, who have been on a tear as of late. Comeback kids, I like to call them. Uh, Paul George definitely should have gotten the Western Conference Player of the Week the way he's been balling out. I mean, he's been playing like a man on fire. But the team on fire has been the Golden State Warriors. Eight and one. Klay Thompson hasn't even returned yet. And they're eight and one. These guys are, are feeling it. They're sharing the ball. They're picking their right spots. They're taking high percentage shots. Steph Curry, Steph Curry. What do I, I don't need to say anything about that. But the rest of the guys, they're playing some premier basketball. And I know they're only eight and one, and it's still early. But to come out the gate like this, when they get Clay Thompson back, and it's going to take some time to get, to get him into the rhythm, into the flow of things, because he's been out for a while and everybody's going to have to adjust. But, man, if they start clicking on all cylinders between him and James Wiseman, this is going to be a scary team. Everybody's focusing on the Lakers, as they should. But don't sleep on the Golden State Warriors, because the Warriors are coming. And if they stay healthy and make a strong run, especially in the second half of the season, they're going to give the Lakers everything, the kitchen sink, the foundation, the bills, everything they can handle, and then some. I would love to see a Western Conference Finals between the Golden State Warriors and the Lakers and let the Warriors go on to the NBA Finals. But that would be a hell of a, a, hell of a series to watch, just between those two franchises. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Well, another thing I can't wait about, man, I got to eat, man. I've been talking so doggone much. I'm ready for this moment's brunch. What's up, Jake Warner? Welcome back, man. Yeah, it's good to be back, man. I'm starving. You ready to eat, bro? Let's get it. All right. All right, man. 
Jackson State continues to win without Deion Sanders at the helm. The team is 3-0 and outscoring their three opponents 111 points to 52 points in Deion's absence due to recovering from surgery. How long does this team keep winning without Coach Prime time? I think they can continue to win. I mean, it is his play. He's still drawing up plays even though he's in the big. You know Coach Prime is still drawing up plays. I wouldn't be surprised if he's texting the assistant interim coaches like, hey, run this off the route. Hey, he's coming off the edge. Hey, do this. Like, Coach Prime is not has not stopped working. So this is because he's not physically there, but his right. impact is still there because of what the precedence that he set and the bar that he set for this team and for HBCU football as a whole. So, yeah, I think Coach Prime is going to take his, you know, take his time obviously getting back via doctor's orders yeah. as he should. But once he does come back, expecting to be on the field any and all times. But props to his son, Shador. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. This dude has been turning some heads. Yeah. And he's been turning some NFL scouts' heads as well yeah. as a quarterback. Yeah. So this kid could be special. So I'm going to keep on, I'm going to keep an eye out on his son. Um, I know there's been talk about him possibly going to taking the TCU job mm -hmm. uh, as a head coach, but I don't see Coach Prime leaving Jackson State. I think he's committed to Jackson State. I think he's made a commitment to the kids, but also the HBCU football programs yes. across the board, yes. just for him to set the precedence. And you know, you have Eddie George coming uh, now, and it would I would love, as I said this before, I would love to see Marshall Falk coach Southern. You know, I, I, I agree with you. Deion Sanders, you know, I wasn't his biggest fan at first it, 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 overall, but what he's done for HBCUs, man, I, I, I love it. I love what he's done for the program, for Jackson State, and shining light on all black colleges, man. So, moving on. Speaking of racism, <laughs> Blazers mm. GM Neil O'Shea has been accused of creating a hostile work environment within the organization on the heels of the Suns owner, Robert Sarver. And, and his issues. What happens to O'Shea and what happens to Sarver from your perspective? Mm, interesting. Well, I'll go with the first. I'll go with the latter first. Robert Sarver, unless there is a smoking gun, mm -hmm. I don't see anything happening to him. Right. I see him PRing it all the way to the bank. Mm -hmm. I don't, unless there's a smoking gun, meaning there's some audio or some video content that, that proves what Baxter Holmes from ESPN and he sat down with those 70 plus people right. to do that that great story. If you haven't read it, go read it. It's a great story. It is. Um, I don't see it. Do I believe Robert Sauber did those things? Yeah, I can believe it. Mm -hmm. I definitely can believe it. Um, but will he get will he get his team taken from him? Again, unless there, unless there's 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 evidence beyond just the the interviews, I don't see that happening. Like Donald I think Sterling, even though yeah. Yeah, even if the NBA is conducting their investigation, which I believe they are, yeah. it's going to be hard. I mean, it's not like the Donald Sterling situation where you had overt evidence and they had to, they had yeah. to actually suppress some evidence yeah. from coming out because there was more stuff coming out. It was way um, worse. <laughs> and it was way worse. You and I both know that. I oh, can't get yeah. into the details, no, but you and I, I both definitely know that. Can't. <laughs> same, thing with John, same thing with John Gruden. John Gruden had evidence oh. with emails and things of that nature, so that's why he was removed. Right. With, with Neil O'Shea, I can see Neil O'Shea being forced to step down mm -hmm. if these allegations continue to get be more and more intense yeah. and be more prevalent. I can see because he's a general manager. You could you could easily get rid of a general manager faster than you get rid of an owner. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so it's, there's levels to this. Yep. <laughs> and I would not be surprised either they fire Neil O'Shea 
or he's forced to resign mm -hmm. as general manager. And I know there's some Portland fans out there that can't wait for that day to come because <laughs> they are not big fans of Neil O'Shea. No, they're not. Um, so, mind you, same Neil O'Shea that was employed by Donald Sterling during the Clipper administration. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Just keep that in mind. Keep it in mind. All right, y'all. That is the Moments Brunch for this week. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for cooking that up. Always. All right. Well, I will say this much, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for me to go and get the hell on up out of here. But before I do, I want to say thank you for taking time out in your busy schedules to check out TMA with Nick Hamilton each and every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145 and on all streaming platforms. Please download, comment, subscribe iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify. You get all from all these fine places and all fine podcasts like these for free 99. So don't be a sucker. Go ahead and take a listen. You might actually like it. You might like, you might dig it. You know, it's like that brand new dish that your mama cooked. It might actually taste right. She might have hooked up the seasonings on it. You never know. But go ahead and taste it anyway. All right. Thank you so much to my engineer extraordinaire and producer, Jake Warner, a.k.a. Big Brother Jake, as well as all of you. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. Make sure you follow me also on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Thank you to SiriusXM. Thank you to Slam Radio. And thank you to everybody at Nightcast Media. Make sure you check us out at www.nightcastmedia.com. Until next week, y'all be safe, stay sharp, keep your distance, and uh, stay safe out there. And damn it, California, open the hell up all the way. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.